I'm I'm taking the company forward with you guys. That's what I'm doing. Right. Oh, to the moon. To the to moon. The moon. Like, like those Reddit investors. We're taking this to the moon. Let's get it. Uh, welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of Value Nation. Special, special episode today. We got a special guest coming through, Charlie, don't we? Super pumped. Super pumped. He's, uh, you know, he's kind of a big deal in our space. Well, I mean, at least for our company. We, we like him. And it's our first ever guest. I mean, it's our first ever guest. You're right. We actually got someone to come on the show with us. Well, hopefully it won't be the last. I think I think this is going to be a good one. Everybody's going to enjoy this one. All right. We want to welcome our uh, esteemed guest, Mike Moore, our chief revenue officer from Nationwide Property and Appraisals. Double Thank the you, mics. my good man. The uh, our Yoda, our uh, El Capitan, if you will, leads the ship, keeps things going. Mike, say hi Do to my family best. and friends. Do my best. Do my best. I, I thought the esteemed guest was going to be Schwartz's dog. Hey, you got Liv back here. We have. She's my co-host. She Fair is enough. not paying. She just wants nothing to do with you. She has no clue what's happening right now. So, so Mike's a fellow Ohio guy. So, Schwartz, you're outnumbered at this point. I feel real good about it. Although, uh, he does like the Buckeyes. So, me and him, that's like oil and water being an uh, Irish. It doesn't work. Yes, it. But like, you're the oddity here, right? Like, people growing up in Ohio don't root for Notre Dame. Like some really strange people root for Michigan, um, but being a Buckeye means being a Buckeye. So you can't just kind of pick and choose. I don't know how you're getting away with that, but uh, well, I mean, look. Speaking of picking and choosing, like you went to Xavier, so yeah, like you guys didn't have a football team, so I get it. You wanted to find someone to root for. It's semi close and uh, win some games. You uh, well, hot off the presses, uh, Xavier is actually looking to get back into football, which is really frustrating because the the t-shirt that says undefeated since 1978 is going to go out of style and i'm not happy about that you gotta have to frame it like put it up on the wall or something for real are they really gonna try and make that move like i mean we do have the upper hand of having great colors for uniforms so i mean that's there i gotta give them that but other than that i don't really see the the idea i mean they're trying to compete in the college landscape you see what's happening realignment with all these conferences it's all based on football so right. yeah. in order to stay relevant, keep their basketball team in a big conference, they're gonna have to get a football program. So so all the folks at home might not know, but like you're you're basically like Mr. McDonald's in Ohio. You got <laughs> some Mr. McDonald's, what is this? What is this? Mr. McDonald's. Oh, breaking news. Yeah, what is this? <laughs> give him a little give so, him a little something. Uh my my parents were owner operators for McDonald's for 50 years. Uh, they just actually sold uh, last year. Um, as you might imagine, I started my working career at McDonald's at 12 because my older brother started at 13 and I had to one up him there. Were you a fry uh, guy? Were you, were you working the fries? I did it all, man. I did it all. Uh, no, this is when like child labor laws apparently weren't a thing. So yeah, it was 12 years old. It was the middle of summer and I would spend eight hours on, on top of a grill uh, cooking hamburger meat literally eating my lunches in the freezer because I had been sweating all day. So, but yeah, so I, I worked for 10 years at McDonald's and managed uh, some stores through, through college and my oldest brother got into it. And I just, I didn't like what I saw there. It didn't look like the career I wanted to get into. I uh, decided I should use my degree on something 
else, I won't say better, just else, and uh, got into being a loan officer, actually for Charter One Bank, which then became Citizens Bank. Uh, spent about five years there and uh, went to work in the vendor management department, uh, managing our AMCs and appraisers. From there, got picked up by one of my vendors um, and the AMC out of Chicago to go around operations for them. Spent a few years there, had some success. Funny thing, I live in Nashville and I had a guy calling me for about a year. It's like, come to move to Nashville, help me run operations here. And I just laughed at him. I'm like, I'm not moving to Nashville. Are you crazy? Like, Hicks? And uh, I came down for a weekend and I'm like, I'm crazy. I'm an idiot. I need to live here. This place is amazing. So I came for that job and um, I've been here eight, nine years now and I don't see myself ever leaving. I love it. Um, but through that journey, about five years ago, got hooked up with Nationwide to come run the sales division. We've had a, a great run the past four and a half, five years. Um, acquired some great companies. Mike Schwartz comes from Order Pro, which was the second company we picked up. You know, we've just been really on the move and um, even, even changed investors once uh, about a year ago. So we're just, again, we're doing a lot of things, we're being very active in the space. We've grown threefold uh, in the four, four and a half years since I've been here. So we've just had a great success story. And, you know, you guys have joined that and been a part of that. And here we are having, we have a podcast now. I mean, you know, we're, we're a big deal. It's we a are. Deal. We're huge, man. We have like we have like ten subscribers right now. I just texted my brother hey, and told him to get on there. What the heck? Hey, Rogan telling everybody like and subscribe. Rogan Rogan started with ten. I mean, he immediately went to a million, but he had ten at one point. <laughs> so you uh, so Nashville for a minute, uh, or Nash Vegas as you locals call it now. The taxi cabs say Nash Vegas on top of it. They do. It's, like, it's are wild. You, are you kidding? <laughs> and you guys live you guys live and breathe that. Well, maybe not you. You're a burbs guy, but you know. The downtown folks, hey, they're a, from another world. You know, they throw up like in the middle of the street. They don't, it's weird. It's everywhere. <laughs> I want to be, let's be fair here. It's Nash Vegas because there's all these people coming in from out of town to party. Yeah, it's the tourists. Those oh, it's are our people fault. throwing up. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we all live in the suburbs and appreciate you guys paying our sales tax for us. Um, you know, that's kind of how we roll. So, Mike, you've, uh, you had a pretty solid Halloween costume, I will say. We just had that holiday pass. Yeah, that was good. That was good. I was super jelly. Had a Maybe we could throw a picture up on the screen, Jordan. Oh, Jordan, yeah, you got to go yeah, get it. <laughs> you know, Halloween, it's like most years you get to like October 15th. You're like, what am I going to do? And you're scraping together like literally Jamie and I on like November 2nd of last year. We're like, oh, we should have been ripping Beth. We're doing it next year. So literally waited a whole year for that costume to come together. Oh, you um, were prepared. Yeah. Yeah. I I was excited. You guys I nailed it though. Character. Yeah. I embraced the character. You know, I became the man. That's your um, Nashville, like Nashville's just seeping into you right there. Even though he's like <laughs> way up in country, you know, God's country. Where are they? Wyoming or something like that? Montana. 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 So you weren't the dazed and confused version of that actor. You were you were the modern day version of that actor. Yeah, correct. I don't know if I could pull off that guy. It took me two hair. years to figure out where I knew him from, and it was it's not confused. Yeah, it did take a minute for me too. Mm -hmm. He's got range. He does, man. He's yeah. I was impressed. And I mean, Costner, he just he owns the screen every time. He's he does his thing. Yeah. Ever show you that picture when I met him at NBA annual in uh, Boston? No. Oh, no. I'm gonna have to send it to you. He's he went. He was out at a bar. 
uh, and one person, it was some after party, uh, I forget who was putting it on, maybe Radiant or something like that, but he just happened to show up. He's at the bar getting a drink, and somebody recognized him, and instantly there was a line of like 50 people trying to get their selfies. Who leads the guy along? No, no, I, I got in line. Not Look, my man, my man, he did draft day. Like, that was close to my heart for a Browns oh, fan. Cleveland, yeah. So I was like, I said, hey, I really loved your work in draft day. Can I get a picture? He said, absolutely. He gave me this little smirk. I'll send you guys. You guys will love it. It's perfect. <laughs> but speaking, you said the NBA. Speaking of the NBA, segue. <laughs> um, we just got back. We just got back from Nashville visiting Mike in his home city. for the uh, wild, wild Nash Vegas. NBA National Conference. Um, what, what, what's our takeaways from attending the show and get to mingle with our industry's finest. They know how to party. That is a good point. Yeah, no, they did. Did they, you do? Did you see Darius Rucker? Obviously, I was sick, so I didn't get to go, which I'm uh, a little that, disappointed about. No, 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 no. I didn't see that one. Went to Old Dominion with you, handsome gentleman. That was a new one for me. Mike was Mike was feeling it. I had no idea who they were. They're a great band. They got good range as well, and um, you know, they, what's cool about them is like they were singer songwriter or they were songwriters before they were a band and. Part of their show is they get up there and they actually perform a lot of the songs that they wrote for other artists. And, you know, I just I think that's super cool that, you know, they they've been around a lot longer than we realize um, because they they were not on the radio, but they were writing songs for other people. So, uh, like I said, I thought they put on a great show and the venue was super cool. Um, and it, look, was, it was a, it was a, yeah. it was a good night to, to get out together. And, you know, that's what I love about these shows um, is it's a good opportunity to get in front of people and just not talk about appraisals, not talk about loans, but just talk about everything else and just, you know, connect with people in a way that you don't get to when they're visiting your booth. Like when they're visiting your booth, it's, it's, you know, we're going to talk business. We'll try to keep it casual here and there. Uh, but you're kind of forced to, to talk about business. And um, at the end of the day, like we all have lives that take place way, like take way more of our day than what we do for work. And it's nice to connect with people and learn about, learn things about them outside of just, you know, how many loans did you do this month? I agree with you. Like, there was a lot of, you know, at the NBA, there's a lot. People seem to be pretty uh, focused, you know, super dialed in this year versus in the years past where, you know, maybe they went to a speaker. Maybe they listened to maybe listen to something. But um this year it was much more focused. People were much more scheduled and rigid. I mean, you know, some guys are talking about, you know, we're in a, we're in a period of, of change and like reset. And that's, that's I feel it's very accurate. Uh, we're, you know, Mike, what did you, I know you had some conversations one off, you know, anything would you learn from some of those people? I don't know. I would say like, first and foremost, the sentiment there was not doom and gloom. It's easy for people to feel that way. But the people who are going to be successful, people who are going to like recognize the opportunity in this type of market are the people who see past that. Um, the people who see past the next three to six months. Um, and I think we're we're in that space. Obviously, uh, we believe that you know we can be resilient through this process. And you know we're actually looking at hey, what what opportunities do we have here to actually come out of this thing better than where we started? Um, and I think that again was a sentiment of a lot of people there of like, hey, what do we what do we need to think about? What do we need to do differently? What do we need to 
reshape in our own organizations so that when the market comes back, because it will, it always does, and housing comes back first, so that we're in a position that we're like in a, again a better spot than when this all started. Because let's face it, guys, you're both tremendous salespeople. We have an amazing sales organization, but a lot of what we experienced in 2020 and 2021 was just rising tides. Like we all could sit back and just kind of let the orders come in and just figure out a way to manage it because it was so much business. And this is when, you know, again, the the good gets separated from the bad. And we're going to see a lot of organizations fall down. We're going to see a, a few organizations grow. And again, like we've been saying AMC consolidation is coming for a long time. It's here. It's legit happening. There's going to be a lot of companies that don't have the cash flow to get through this piece. And we're not somebody that's going to, anybody's worried about, right? Like we're going to come through and look at more opportunities at other organizations who need our help, who want to partner up. And we're going to come out of this with another order pro, another first choice, another old city, like all of that. And we're going to be even better. So does it look scary in the next three to six months? Sure. I mean, everybody feels that way. Like there's no denying the fact that eight, 9% interest rates are bad for us. <laughs> yeah. um, but but we know that that's not sustainable for the long term for the market. So we're just going to weather that storm and get through it. And like I said, I think a lot of the lenders out there recognize that as well. A lot of the title companies, the other people who are at MBA, Everybody who is there are the people who are the long-term thinkers. The people who are freaked out are at home. So that's why I thought the sentiment was so positive there. So, all right. So, Mike, you know, from what all we learned at MBA, uh, the conversations you had, you know, there's a lot of talk about uh, alternative valuations and, you know, a lot of concentration there, of course. Obviously, you know, once you tell some of the folks at home, you know, how you think, how do we fare? in this kind of space and uh, any news that you can break for us? Yeah, uh, a lot going on there, obviously. You know, alternative valuations, it's been a hot topic for years. The modernization of appraisals and um, and all that has, has been around. And it's been something that's kind of stopped and started several times. And a lot of that has been market-driven. Uh, um and, you know, honestly, it just kind of had a bad run uh, during pilot. Um, but I do believe talking to some folks I know at Fannie and Freddie, um, it's coming, it's happening, it's going to be a real thing. Freddie's already rolled it into policy, um, but Fannie and Freddie are approaching it two different ways. So the way Freddie's handling it is they're taking actual um, situations where a full valuation would have been done. And they're saying, we feel pretty good about this. We'll let you do a hybrid. So that's going to be like an AVM with an inspection done by someone who's not an appraiser. It could be an appraiser, but they don't have to. Um, Fannie's going at it a little bit differently. What they're going to be doing, and this is expected to roll out in 2023, um, is they're going to take uh, loans that would have previously qualified for a waiver, and those will be done with a hybrid um, or possibly just an inspection. Um, and when you really think about it, this had to happen. And the reason it had to happen is the model that they make these decisions on has to have data fed into it. So if you're putting appraisal waivers on 50% of the orders, that means half the properties out there are not getting fresh data yep. input into yep. their model. Um, right. So they kind of got to pull back on the waiver piece and they don't want to go all the way back to full traditional appraisals. So what are they going to do? They're going to do the hybrids in between. So makes a lot of sense. 
Um, again, uh, we're being told that that's going to happen. They originally said it was going to happen this quarter, uh, but we all know anything in the, <laughs> yeah. the public space doesn't happen on time. Um, there's a lot of moving parts in there. So I, I would say probably Q2, Q3 of next year, we're going to see those rolled into policy. And what that means is if you're an AMC that only offers traditional appraisals, your value just dropped in half because you can only deliver half of what your lenders are going to need. Quit um, so exactly. So for us, that's been a big uh, focus and uh, we're about two weeks away from being a, make a pretty big announcement uh, about how we're going to do this, but we're going to have all of our alternative valuations done in-house. Um, we won't be leveraging any third parties um, to take care of that for us. And uh, we're going to do it in a way that is going to make us a leader in the space. So um, maybe I'll have to come back. I'll give you some more details at that point. Um, but again, we, we recognize the importance of that product set and we're investing heavily to get what we need to be a leader in it. Yeah, I, I like that you're already asking to come back on the show. It makes me feel real good yeah, about that. Yeah, yeah, hold on a second. And I didn't even offer you a bottle of bourbon for that. Like, that's legit. <laughs> that was very heartfelt. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, feel like it, I feel like at this point in time with the show, anybody can invite themselves on. We'll be like, sure, come on, let's go. I'll say, yeah. Well, we'll talk to anybody. It's totally fine. You guys, you guys have any, um, any different feelings about any of that? What are you guys thinking? I'm, I'm thinking Arby's. Um, uh, about about the alternative valuations, the way things uh, are going. The beef and cheddar. That's what you're thinking. Yeah. No, I like that chicken bacon in Swiss, actually. Um, well, yeah. And I was going to chime in um, when you were talking. I, I feel like the increase in waivers the past couple of years was a response to how nutty things were. Mm -hmm. I, because that was an unprecedented percentage of waivers that were happening. Yeah. Where, where they're saying right. we don't need appraisal, we don't need anything. Yeah. Looks good enough, you know, non-risk, let's go. Um, and so I, I just I fully agree with you that that waivers are going to go down if they haven't already. They're gonna have to find another source where they don't want to go through the full appraisal process for people who are well qualified, low risk loans, low loan to value, so forth. And so I mean, you have to be a player in this space to be able to provide an alternative valuation source other than a full five six hundred thousand five five six hundred dollar appraisal um to get these things moving so i mean i i agree with what you're saying and, and you have to be set up for this um i know it's something that's been going on for years if you talk to appraisers who've been doing this for a long time they've been saying they've been trying to get the appraiser out of the process since the 80s that's always been the fear you know they're they're, they're gonna automate this they're gonna take us out you can never take that piece of it out, even if it is alternative valuations and they're doing an inspection, they're still going to need that desktop appraisal from, from somebody who's in the market that knows the market that can run the data and, and actually analyze it and, and produce some kind of number for them. Yeah. You and know, I think the reason, uh, part of the reason it struggled in the past was appraisers didn't need to do them, right? Like they had enough traditional appraisal work mm -hmm. they could do uh, more than they could do. And, you know, we all know, I mean, appraisers are calling us nonstop asking for work. They're they're open to different valuation sources at this point. And, you know, I, I hate to to look at it like they're desperate. I don't want to seem like we're taking advantage. I think what it is is that we're, again, looking at an opportunity. And this is an opportunity to get that product out there because, look, 
the appraisers who specialize in these things love them, right? Like think about what their job really is. They're meant to give value, to, to give their opinion on the value of a property. Measuring that house doesn't contribute to it. That That's not the skill that they have spent decades um, create, like crafting, right? What they've done is figure out how, how do I value this property? Well, that's yeah. all they do in the desktop space is they work on the value and measuring that's what it's about. Measuring to make sure that the septic tank is, you know, a hundred feet away from the property or, or, or yeah. just 150 feet away from a well on a property. Like that's not included, you know, that's not what they signed up for. It's like, I, I was going to appraise these houses, figure out the market value of them and, and go from there. And not, right. and not repetitive ANSI, ANSI yeah, revisions. Crawling around in crawl spaces and attics. and Oh, yeah. Stuff. But, you know, yeah. it's, it is, like you talked, you said, uh, you know, it's taken a while for this to really take off. And, you know, we talk about you know, what's it going to take for it to really sink in and the changes to happen. You know, Fannie and Freddie are doing their part. And, you know, we talked about it at the NBA, like the, the VA finally opening up uh, their scope, so to speak, to say, hey, look, we need to be able to help our veterans get secure a home, you know, faster than. 60 days like they want to um open up conversations up to look at some of these alternative valuations where they can get there and get there faster so i mean it's progress right i mean yeah. it's been a little bit of progress over the last couple of years but we might actually be there and yeah. it's exciting for us for nationwide we're gonna be we're gonna be leading the charge i feel it feel it in my in my bones hey evolve or die right i mean amen. that's 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 the way amen. it is amen you you remember when uh like ead dropped <laughs> and changing you know like from good average new yeah to you know the c ratings and all that stuff on appraisal they, they changed the appraisal language back in what like 2009 something like that 2009 2010 and man it took years for people to get the hang of these it was UAD, UAD ratings, right? But that was for the EAD system. Yeah. But it made all the sense in the world when you sit back and look at it, right? Like good is a relative term. Mm -hmm. C3 yeah. is something that's clearly defined on a, on a page. Right. So, you know, and again, you got to come up with a way to feed it into analytics because I don't know, anybody who thought that analytics weren't going to be a major part of this this business is just kind of wearing blinders. I think it's it's everywhere. Data, data is king, my friend. Data is king. So, Mike, I'm, I'm going to put you on the spot. If you don't know the answer to this, we can, we can cut it. Okay. <laughs> we, have, we have we have that power. We have that power. We do have that. power. But um, you know, to keep one one last current news piece that we got going on here, Fed once again announced rate increase. Um. Now, most, I wouldn't say most people, but a lot of people hear that and they instantly think, oh, mortgage rates are going up. Yes, in the, like, a couple, couple, few steps down the road, that's usually what ends up happening, but that actually isn't directly what that means. What it's, could, do you have an insight on a simple way to explain on when the Fed says rates are increasing, we're increasing rates, whether it was a 0.75 again, what's, does that do to our industry? Like how does that end up in the back end affecting mortgage rates? Well, yeah, what they're increasing is a short-term interest rate. 
right? And it's actually, it's what we pay for the money we borrow from China and everywhere else too, right? So mm -hmm. it's not directly correlated to mortgages. Mortgages are actually tied more closely to the 10-year bond yes. rate, um, which, you know, look, when they raise short-term short rates, long-term rates are going to go up, but it's not like for like. So if they raise three quarters of a point, it doesn't mean 30-year mortgage rates or even 15-year mortgage rates are going to go up three quarters of a point. They're going to go up because people are making loans on on other types of, uh, of transactions and stuff like that. So that all kind of carries over. Um, but the insinuation that uh, three-quarter point Fed rate increases is going to result in rates going from 7 to 7.75 is not the case. And in a lot of cases, you actually sometimes see a short-term dip in yep. uh, mortgage rates right after the Fed rate increase. So we usually will see our, Apple, or our, our appraisal orders go up for a few days after these increases. And then, of course, they, they come down a little bit. But mm -hmm. uh, I'm an econ major, if that helps. Uh, which means, so so he knows he this is the perfect guy for this. He knows it. I mean, he gets uh, 20 years ago. I, I studied econ for a couple of years extensively, oh and I remember God. very little of it. How did you do that? How I, I, I bombed. I had to take one econ class, and I was like, I'm out, never again. <laughs> uh, so so Shorty has some uh, some quick hitters for you, Mike. So Rapid no fire. pressure here, rapid Rapid's fire questions, <laughs> just. He's going to give you some uh, some options, and you, first thing that comes to mind. We're going to we're going to close you out with this, and you can elaborate if you want. You don't have to just answer it with one word answer. Just just you know, okay. a little background works if, if you want to. So we're going to start off with nice and easy. Um, we might know the answer, but I don't know. What is your favorite band, band or musician? Foo Fighters. Ooh, Foo Fighters. Foo Fighters. Good okay. choice. Well, big variety. It. Lots of lots of music. Big catalog. Good choice. Sure. But I got um, I got the Beatles going on back here for what it's worth. So, because you have to be, I mean, yeah. Um, hot coffee or cold brew? Cold brew. Ah, gotcha. No matter what season. On the coffee kick, Dunkin' or Starbucks? Dunkin'. Ooh. Oh. Good guy. All day. Really? Yeah. I thought you were better than that. Pumpkin spice, legit or overhyped? Uh, leave it for the ladies. Oh, that, enough. that hurts my heart. iPhone or Android? iPhone. No, don't get those green messages out of here. It's because he's old. Simplicity. Old. There's a there's a definite gap, right? So we have me and Schwartz are kind of in the middle. Mike, you're older. And by older, I mean you're like a year or two only older than me. And then we yeah. have everybody else. We, like, we would have been in high school at the same time. Like, take it easy. I know. I'm sorry. But you have more gray hairs than me. I think I was and in then, elementary school, boys. <laughs> Wait, hold the phone. You Well, yeah, you might have been. But there's a gap, right, where the iPhone started to get real cool. And it was cool in college. I had a good time with it. And then I switched back over to the green message. So I'm on the dark side. But then we got our producer, Jordan. I, mean, I think she's iPhone all day. So, you know, I'm torn. I'm torn. But yeah, it, it, look, Apple was genius, right? Like they reeled you in with like uh, iTunes and stuff like that. And, you know, for a while it was like, well, I can't switch devices because all of my music is saved in, you know, whatever that format is. And then music went online anyway, and it didn't matter. But at that point, I'm like, I'm too old to figure out a new phone at this yeah, point. Yeah, you're already hooked. Yeah. You're already hooked. Yeah. But you don't have a cool flip phone like I do. 
Hashtag that's, Samsung. That's, that's a fact. Apple, they, they'll they'll put one out there about three years from now. And they need to. I really want an Apple flip yeah. phone. I really, you guys got to get hit. The it. good old days of just, gosh, it's a good yeah. feeling. It's great. All right, Michael. College or pro football? College all day. Even with the changing landscape where college football is pretty hard to watch if you're not one of the top four or five teams. I mean, it's the same teams in the playoff well, every year. I'm one of the top four or five teams. So. Oh, oh my God. Listen, yeah. like, I, part of that is just bias because I didn't grow up with, like, a pro team, right? right? Yeah. I, I, I was in Toledo, which is between Detroit, Cleveland, and Cincinnati. So and you had all kinds of Charlie, options. A lot no, of good options. Terrible options. <laughs> terrible what? Options. De- Detroit uh, was pretty solid option. They they were decent for for a minute, but Back yeah, I, know, I just never really latched on. Um, last question: Christmas decorations. Do they go up before Thanksgiving or after Thanksgiving? You know, I think uh, as a society. It's after, but for me, it's like you're having people over for Thanksgiving. It kind of feels good to kind of like shoehorn your way into Christmas a little bit. So I decorate before people come in. I'm with you, Clark Griswold. Let's do it. Is it like a November's it? Is it like a hundred percent all of it's up, or is it like a like a little transition to it? And then it's like full, full blown, let's go, Clark Griswold after Thanksgiving. I don't get it out of the basement twice. I mean, if I'm doing it, it's coming out. (laughs) All right. All right. You get a, a fake tree or real tree? That's the most important question. Fake tree. Oh. Gosh, I gotta get not, one. Pre-lit fake yeah. trees are a lifesaver, man. Am I the only man in this group right now? I go, I've been cutting my tree down since my daughter was born. All right, Clark. Easy. Hey, yeah. amen. No. It's high maintenance. Oh. He's talking about. All right, Michael. Well, uh, um, Appreciate, appreciate your you. time, man. I mean, we took too much of your time as it is. We are way over budget, way over yeah. time, man. We, we can't sure. afford to pay you like we promised. I'm sorry. Sorry. Right. Yeah. <laughs> this Sri's probably been blowing you up. What are you doing? I'm I'm taking the company forward with you guys. That's what I'm doing. Right. Oh, to the moon. To the moon. To the moon. Like, like those Reddit investors. We're taking this to the moon. Let's get it. Well, Shorts, that was another uh I feel like it's another fantastic episode. You know, yeah, value, value Nation, we're growing. We are uh, getting a little better each time. I, Hope think, I, feel like, I feel like there's improvement. For sure, for sure. Marginal, but. Marginal. So let's. Uh, Get more comfortable with this with this podcast thing. Absolutely. Let's uh, make sure to mention our uh, fantastic producer, Jordan Sandler. Jordan. Doing, a fan, doing a great job for us, keeping us in line. I can see um, you today. I can see you. <laughs> Make sure to uh, go like and subscribe on all of our new social media platform uh, handles. Value Nation Podcast. We got it. IG, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok. Schwartz is going to be out there ticking and talking like a grown man doing his I thing. I don't do the TikToks. You're going to have to. It's now it's a thing. You're going to have to go a, live. Mr. Chance, we were just in person twice in about a span of a month. And I don't remember doing a single talk tick, TikTok. Tickety tech talk. We'll get we'll get better. We'll get better. Maybe maybe we'll we'll Snapchat, chat snap. Snapping and chatting. All right. Go check us out. Just throw it up on the Facebook. Value Nation podcast. Go subscribe. Get those downloads in. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you.